Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Claire. And welcome to My, My Mate, Mate Reckons, Reckons, the show where we teach you and each other about whatever we want to know about. About whatever things we want to know. Caution, 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 caution. We fucking swear. We talk about sex. And we go into some weird tangents this episode. I think if you're going to do anything, this episode we talk about American politics and there's a chance you'll feel a bit saddy poo face afterwards. <laughs> so to turn that saddy poo frown upside down, you should go and buy Claire Christian's book. <laughs> It's been a pleasure, Noni Blake. You should do that. That'll make you way, feel way better. Or you go and listen to Dave's new podcast. Look at us. Helping each other. It's what mates do. Oh, gross. <laughs> hey there, Claire Bear. Hello, David. How are you? I'm Okay. Are you? Because <laughs> yeah. you don't sound convincing <laughs> at all. I'm okay. I'm probably like a six out of ten. Claire has this thing wherever she runs a workshop that, um, or, or anything, a rehearsal yeah. room where we go around the room and say what we are out of ten. Yes. Because it's an easy... People sometimes find words, unlike wordsmiths like you and I. Well, incredibly articulate, emotionally exactly. intelligent sex beats. Who can say this is precisely how I'm feeling. Um, people can work out numbers. I don't think I'm articulate about how I feel. I just feel like I'm more honest than other people about the constant <laughs> state of existential angst that I'm permanently cast adrift so in. what number are you? Well, people get very snotty about fives. Yeah. But five means you're normal. You're neutral. I want to give myself space to yeah. evolve into things transcendent levels shit. of ecstatic joy. Things aren't ecstatic. That's they're right. just like, they're constant. They're okay. Actors in a room are so slutty with their sevens <laughs> and their eights. I agree. I am never a ten, really. A ten is, tens are reserved. Ten feels like orgasm. For peak joy. That is precisely it. They are for orgasm. They are for... Alone. Yeah. Yeah, I want Which is why all parts I of me stimulated. <laughs> and my sexual partners are like, what? What is, what is that? What? That's, yeah. a, that's a tip for any... There you go. Any, any, <laughs> any past, present or future sex partners moves. of Claire Christian <laughs> to go, she didn't say 10 with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a clue. <laughs> oh, well, now let's talk about the clearest segue we've got. <laughs> Just like we're talking about fucking, let's talk about how the how world is being fucked. By America. By the US elections. <laughs> now, this is an interesting episode because we've kind of gone, this is a complex topic. So let's yes. both try and become educated about it. Yes. Great. So how do you elect a president? Because as we go to air, we're about a week away from the US elections. Yes. It's 2020. It's Joe Biden versus Trump. Do you want to do the basics or shall I? You should do it because I started to research the basics and I got so overwhelmed, David, that I took an interesting I took an interesting jaunt down another road. Oh, there we go. Classic Claire Bear. So, <laughs> there's 50 states in the United States of America, yes. right? And unlike Australia, those United States of America, or a little like Australia, but more pronounced... I don't know if you've gone to... Have you travelled in America? Yes, um, twice. Once when I was a teenager and then once I just went to New York. Just went to New York. I, I just went, went to New I York. I just went to New York. Um, I went to New York for like 10 days. Yeah, right. Um, in my mid-20s. 
I travel. I spent like six weeks traveling around yeah. in a car. And one thing you do notice is that the states do have very much individual personalities. Yes. Really individualized. You can feel that when you watch something or you yeah. watch a documentary or you... And, yeah. and their mythos about, you know, the West Coast versus the East Coast, the Midwest, the Southern states, they all feel individualized. And it's deeply part of your identity in terms of where you yeah, come your from state. your roots, isn't it? Yeah, and that has a particular culture and a particular history to it. Yeah. And that is because the United States of America are really in essence and everybody should go watch Hamilton because you get a yes. side side boob view of That's this. That's how I got a good education. Oh really? Yeah. Is that the great like founding father battle of a particular time was to unite the states because yeah. they weren't united. And part of the existential threat in the founding fathers' early years of the United States of America is that they wouldn't come on board, is that places like Texas or California would say, no, we don't want to be a part of this and leave the negotiation table. Like Western Australia. Like Western Australia nearly did and has done a couple of times. Go back to episode 12, (laughs) Emu War for more. So so that was the thing that, that really governed the philosophy of how they decided to elect presidents. And do they do state-based, they do state-based elections? So just like Australia, there's local governments. Yeah. And there's state governments with governors in charge. And then there's a federal government. Yes, Arnold was governor, governor. of California for a while. That was my Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love Schwarzenegger. every episode we get an accent. And they all and sound a, the same. What a gift. What a gift the singular accent you can do is for our, our The iTunes reviews are dripping in, <laughs> wow, the accent porn from good old Burton. Accent work in this is exemplary. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so how does it work? It works like this. You have three different splintering arms of the federal government in the US. And okay. Australia does not work like this at all. Yeah. You have the executive branch, which okay. is the president. You have the legislative branch, which is Congress ah. and the Senate. And you have the judicial branch, which is the Supreme Court. Okay. The Supreme Court is in the news for reason. We can explain that another time. And they time. all work separately? They all work separately in a way of checks and balances of power so that not, the idea is that a single arm won't have too much power. Okay. That so they all keep each theory, other in check. Yes. Smart, unless you look at what's happening in America now where you weigh yes. one. Yes, exactly right. Where you where you because now we're in a position where the Supreme Court has more conservative judges yes. on it overwhelmingly. And you that is a lifelong appointment, yeah. which means that the Supreme Court there. will be weighted conservatively until lots of them die. Correct. Legislative RIP RBG. <laughs> RIP RBG. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We'll, we'll do the Supreme Court another time. Yeah. Congress, so all these states are going, well, we all want an equal say in how we vote for a president. But we're, some of us are bigger. Correct. Some of us are bigger than others. Yes. So how are we going to get this right? So they come up with a system called the Electoral College. Yes. Which even this is uh, the bit I didn't understand, which is how Because it's fucking in. weird. But the, the Electoral College is a system... And even Alexander Hamilton is on record at the time saying, oh, it's not the best system, but it's the system we've got. We'll fix it later. We'll fix it later. <laughs> Which is that every 10 years you go, what is the population of your state? Yes. And then you get a number of people, of representatives assigned. Okay. Based on that number. And then plus two more. Plus two more in the Senate. 
so that everybody in the, everybody in Congress has a number based on the their, size population. Of their population. But in the Senate, it's weighted equal, so that all states are equal. Okay. Right. And what you're voting for in America when you go and vote for a president is that you are voting for the representative of your particular area to cast then a vote for you. On your behalf. So there are 270... No, you have to win 270 electoral college votes to be president. Yes. So... So what's the point of voting, though? Well, this is what a lot of people say. If then you're membering the electoral college... Say that you are someone voting for Joe Biden, but everybody in your area votes for Trump. Then your vote effectively doesn't count. Even if if there's more Biden voters around the country to add to your vote, doesn't your voice isn't being heard essentially because they just get you just get swallowed up. Hillary won based on the popular vote alone. She won by three million, which is a really large margin. But Trump won with the Electoral College. That's what I don't understand. What's the point then of getting people to vote? This is exactly the thing. Yeah, This is exactly the thing. It's made worse by a thing called gerrymandering. Yeah, what's that? Gerrymandering is that every... Jerry Springer comes in. Correct. And... Manders. 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's made worse by a thing called gerrymandering, which is every 10-ish years or so, they redo the population and they draw up new borders. Uh... But... Congress, I think, knock on wood, I think Congress is the power, the people in power who decide where the borders are. Right. So if it's a Republican Congress, then Then they can draw the borders in such a way that they can rework contested states to make it more more likely. that they'll be Republican voted in. Exactly. Exactly. It's so... Like, you, you assume that all politics is, like, sneaky, backhanded mm. deals. I mean, I've watched Scandal, so I'm basically an American, The like, amount of times political... you fucking mention Scandal on this podcast because it is as a reference. Because deeply I understand American <laughs> politics comes purely from Shonda Rhimes. <clears throat> Mine comes from Aaron Sorkin, so... Great, so you're... So I'm straight white mailed up. <laughs> I'm like, there's a strong romantic plotline yeah, in my great, politics. Great. Um, For mine, there's a lot of monologues. But it is like, you know that there's some sneaky shit going down, but it feels, American politics feels so much like grimier and suitcases of money and like secrets. Well, the money's a whole separate thing. Did you go into that at all? No. Okay, so... Histori- Wait till you see what I want. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll pass to you in a second. <laughs> the money thing is that historically it's interesting. The person who spends the most money doesn't necessarily win the election. Hillary- and they have to spend billions of dollars to run their own elections. Too, Hil- Hillary they? Clinton spent billions of dollars, literally billions. But it's a, it's a weird, complicated market. A series has just gone up on Netflix called... Your vote explained. And there's a whole episode just on money. Yeah. And I encourage people to look at that if you're a nerd like me and are interested. But there's all kinds of weird laws. One of the big laws was the Supreme Court in 2000 ruled on a case that said, well, corporations can give money to candidates and that is classed as free speech. Yeah. So we're not going to limit the amount of money that corporations can give to 
Um, which is how you can candidates. then swing your voter issues, which is why the NRA support the Republican Party and why we still have guns. But there are laws around the NRA sometimes in some states can't give money super directly to candidates. So instead, the NRA, or the same bunch of people who are sitting on the board of directors of the NRA, will set up a separate company, a shell company, and put a lot of money into it, and then gun toting. That's right. Freedom, Maras. Exactly, and not communicate with the candidate on paper, but then run ads, do a whole thing, put a lot ah. of money, and so are. Uh, so they'll be like, I didn't know that was part of the NRA. Running parallel to you know, and they've got teams of lawyers looking at this. But you look at some of these ads, and it's like, well, sometimes the candidate is in it. Adver- advertising for this. I I also believe in what these people have to say, you know. So it looks, smells, sounds like a political ad, but it isn't. And that's how... And so there's a whole lot of weird lack of transparency around oh. who is on what and where, and it's a complicated kind of fucked and machine. And a system that is so fucked already. Like, you don't have basic health care. Correct. We don't have, you know, kids are getting shot when they go to school. Correct. The way we've, like, the mismanagement of COVID, like, there was, there was 85,000 cases, active cases, the other day versus, like, us celebrating that Melbourne have had zero active mm. cases. And you go, like, how are we spending billions of dollars on these campaigns just to get people to run? And it's not, like, you don't have to vote if you don't want to. Yeah, it's not compulsory. Like, the whole system is just... Weird. Like, how would Alexander Hamilton feel about American politics now? Can we call Lin Manuel Miranda? Oi, Linny. <laughs> I think he would. Oh, I don't know. But this is the great. Like, they were all white men doing the best they could and, and trying to, honestly, trying to keep just Texas and California and states that wanted to rebel just at the table. Yeah. Like, this, this is how the whole spirit of this thing came up what's important to know is that americans go to the polls on november 3rd now what is of course because of covid there is a way larger than usual mail-in ballot which already trump has kind of sound the sounded the war horns about and gone oh there'll be voter tampering and all this so he's setting himself up for a fight the prediction from anybody who knows about this stuff is that we're not going to know who the president is for weeks or months and the, isn't it the, there's a thing that he's going to contest it and fight anyway because if he is booted, he has to go to jail. Does essentially. he? Because that, they, he's been found guilty on whatever his like, fraudulent I don't, I don't charges think, were. I don't think he's been tried in a criminal, I don't know. Right. That's where well, my that'll recent, be the next, next step thing, that yeah. he would have to so take. So he ends up perhaps. in court. Yeah. What do you feel like is going to happen, David? What does your gut tell you? I genuinely don't know. Me too. Because in 2016, I went... She's getting in. She's getting in. Of course she's getting in. But now my confidence has been burned. And I'm like, for all I know, Kanye West could be president (laughs) by Christmas. Like, it's a fucking possibility. How did that happen? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah, my gut says... My gut, my optimistic gut says... He's not going to get in, but it's going to be fucking close and there'll be some weird It'll be close no matter what. grossness. I think enough has happened in 2020 and enough people have been activated who potentially maybe have not voted before. Yep. That's where I'm laying my optimism. And the campaigns around voting this year have been more different or felt more prevalent than before. But also if he got in, 
I wouldn't be surprised. No. So that's how I feel. A lot of it has to do with really from what numbers I can see is that African-Americans need to mobilize and, and I feel, vote and, more. And um, Latino it's very hard. Latinx communities too, I think. Yes, absolutely. Who, ha- who haven't... Who, who don't largely vote or uh, large communities haven't voted in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It, Where I, did your research take you? Okay. So I was like, America is weird. I want to know about the weird political shit Great. and the weird laws okay. and the weirdness. That's what I wanted to know. There's a lot of weirdness. David, there is so much weirdness. So, I mean, Australia has its own weirdness, but oh, America is particularly I weird. Out, I just pulled out the greatest bits of weirdness. Excellent. Tell me. In California, yeah. it is illegal to whistle for a lost canary before 7 a.m. What? <laughs> We're not entirely sure how this bizarre law came, but according to California.com, the city of Berkeley prohibits anyone from whistling for their lost canary before the wee hours of 7 a.m. That's still a law. It is. What's more so, it seems to go against the freedom that Americans love so much because yeah. you're prohibiting whistling. Anyway, okay, well, it makes sense. In, whistling can be very noisy. In Connecticut, oh, Christ, here we a go. pickle must be able to bounce. There's a law that puts Connecticut farmers in quite a pickle, David, because oh. in 14, 1948, two men were arrested for selling pickles that were unfit for human consumption. Discussing ways to check for good pickles, officials declared that a pickle is legitimate only if it bounces. The pickle in question did not bounce, so the two men were arrested and fined, and all of their pickles had to be destroyed. That's bizarre. <laughs> In 1948, that was. In 1948, but it's still in... No one's bothered to clean it out. No one's bothered to be like, let's get rid of that. Yeah, right. In Kentucky, a woman cannot marry the same man four times. Three Three times, times fine. Fine. Four, illegal. Five times? (laughs) Five (laughs) times, fine. (laughs) Four We went outside of the state for the fourth one, but came back in for the fifth one. For, For marrying the same man more than three times. Man, oh man. Why though? That's such a weird thing to there be. There must specific have been a case about. where it was like, this woman is out of control. These two just need to they they're the Ross and Rachel of whatever that state was. <laughs> Banned. <laughs> just need to get over your shit and make a decision. In Louisiana, it's illegal to send a surprise pizza. Well, they are dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Many is the time that you've sent me a surprise pizza. And you have it's I've had a severe quite, reaction. It's caused quite... Yeah. Yeah, man. It's considered harassment. Well, I've, I'm glad you brought this up because I feel like I'm able to speak now about the... <laughs> you feel seen? I do feel seen. Yeah. Because you sent continually I surprise continue. pizzas. And by pizzas, I mean prostitutes. <laughs> and I've told you time and time again, it's inappropriate. I always forget <laughs> that a prostitute is not a... Pizza. It's not a pizza. Pizza is not. I get, I get those two mixed up. We'll need to do an episode the about the differences. <laughs> I'll teach you about it next time. When it's I get my a turn. simply cheese from Domino's oh. and a prostitute doesn't show up, I'm very disappointed. Meanwhile, <laughs> that prostitute I slept with the other day called Simply Cheese. <laughs> she was great. Uh, okay, in Maryland, a joke. sleeveless shirts are banned in public parks. Good, because this is a thing around here, Queensland. Blokes who don't... I, I, I'm a fan of a sleeveless shirt yes. around the house 
because you need to be in Queensland because yes, it's very hot. Because it's disgusting. But some guys do it to sh- clearly show off the tickets to the gun show. The gun show. show, yes. And do so the muscle <laughs> shirts, which are I mean, like that which... have no like side in them. I yeah, don't understand so men, those. so you get full man side boot. I don't get that. I don't. I've get rarely those. seen it on a dude where it's like you've got the silhouette to pull it off. <laughs> I can see. I can see through the hole into your like defined I torso. It. I get it if you have been, if you've only been eating chicken and broccoli and yeah. slinging back some protein shakes and you are spending hours you. at the gym, then great. Go for Cut it. all of the fabric out of your shirts. Yeah. Just be, at that point, just be shirtless. Cele- yeah, celebrate the patriarchy and that you're great. allowed to go shirtless. Great. High five. You work very hard. Yeah. That's your, your body is your hobby. Good yeah. for you. But. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand it. Because I imagine there's still the same amount of money as a normal singlet. Well, that's the other thing. It's a rip-off. <laughs> You're getting less fabric for the same amount of money. I think it's an economic issue. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> we need to write to the Consumer Commission. Give us okay. a couple of other laws. All right. In Massachusetts, it's illegal to tell fortunes without a certification. This is the one I found the most interesting. Oh, that's fantastic. Where do you get certified exactly. from? Exactly. So another hurdle is a fortune teller must live in Massachusetts for at least one year mm. in order to apply for a license. Mm. So you then need to go to the local council to get a license to be a fortune teller. Wow. This law helps prohibit psychics from taking all of your moolah in exchange for false predictions. So in the actual, like, whatever. Is there a test? There's a, there's to apply for a license right. or a certificate. Yeah. And this is what it's, this is how it's proved. This is like city council. This is the actual thing it says. No person shall tell fortunes for money unless a license, therefore, has been issued by the local licensing authority. Said license shall be granted only to applicants who have resided continuously in the city or town in which the license is sought for at least 12 months immediately preceding the date of the application. No such license shall be transferred or assigned unless otherwise established in a town by town meeting action and in a city by city council action and in a town with no town meeting by town council action by adoption by appropriate bylaws and audiences are set such fees the fees for each license granted under this section shall be two dollars but in no event shall any such fee be greater than fifty dollars whoever tells fortunes for money unless licensed under this section shall be punished by a fine of not more than one (laughs) hundred dollars But the Electoral College was too hard for you to research. <laughs> but that, no worries. Quote and then, the so what they rule. had to do is they had to decide what then counted as, like, fortune-telling. Yeah, of course. And um, so then they pretty much just went to the bylaws that were written by Salem, which includes uh, um, everything. Yeah, right. Like tea leaves, people who read tea leaves, any kind of, like, spiritual. I should have written those bits down, but I didn't. I want to know more about Salem. That's another good episode, yeah, though. That's but of a course, Salem as a town going, well, this is the laws on the occult. It's yes, quite funny. Exactly. It's quite interesting. And there's a whole long list of what they then. The discussions they would have had in the town hall would have been hilarious. Well, I've learnt a lot. What have you learnt, Claire? <laughs> that American politics is fucking complicated yeah. and weird. And it, uh, basically what I've learned is the reiteration that white men are the problem and they shouldn't be allowed to create anything ever. Great. <laughs> On that note, I'll Dave will stop no longer speaking be appearing and I won't podcast. be creating. Great. Thanks for being my mate, Claire. <laughs> Thanks.
Thanks for being my mate. Bye. listening to the show if you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to this please on, do that would be great that'd be great tell, tell your friends me. tell your mates that's right that's the name of the show <laughs> i see what you did there where can people find you claire? people can find me on instagram at claire and pearl where can people find you dave people can find me at dave burton writer and if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.